From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 314, for the week of July 10th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, listener Jody joins us for some help planning her summer vacation. And once again, the ladies take over the podcast to talk about experiencing the parks without riding any rides at all. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Boards Third of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Um, any housekeeping? I have something. So what? I w- I have something. Go ahead. So I went to Disneyland, and I'm just gonna. This is really I don't know. It's a little thing, but I took the toy. I went to the Toy Story lot again, and I've mm-hmm. again not. Again, I haven't done it for a while, and I remember I Wayne loved it, and everybody said they loved it. I went. You guys are crazy. I totally disagree with my previous statement about you guys being crazy. The Toy Story lot is amazing. Yeah. Really. Like you don't, and even for me, it's the well now because I've moved. It's actually the right direction, but um, the I didn't know you could actually buy tickets there too. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself, not for us with the passes, but that makes it a big advantage because there's never going to be a line there where you know no. when you get into the park and you're sitting there waiting in line forever. And I even I tried to I upgraded first world problem to a premier pass, and they. I said, you guys can't do that, can you? And they, oh, challenge. They couldn't, but they looked to see if they could. And everybody there was so, they seemed a lot friendlier because they were all kind of just hanging out with each other right. like friends. Right. And then the fact that you could, it, I timed it. I think it's about the same amount of time in terms of getting over. Because it's at, so at much the, easier. Yeah, easier at the Mickey the and Q. Friends, yeah, at the Mickey and Friends, you're going to end up having to wait in line to get on the tram. Where here, you're right on the nice air-conditioned bus. And it was so much easier to park and find your space. And and then when you leave, much easier way to leave. I thought, what, where have you been all my life? I know that everybody talked about it, but I kind of didn't believe you guys. And I've changed my perspective on it. The Toy Story lot is muy bien. Muy bien. Nice. <laughs> and huh? yesterday I was driving down south and I saw a mega bus taking the exit onto Disney Way. Weird. I kind of looked into, yeah, which I wasn't sure where they were headed. I, Tom, they don't yeah, I have do no the, idea. I'm going to have to do some research. And on. I was looking. I didn't see. I kind of looked and went, is there anybody in that bus? But I do saw a mega bus. Could, do you think it could be part of the, the new that new Walt tour that they have where they pick up the people from the Anaheim hotels? Hmm. I hadn't Maybe. heard that it started yet. Oh, okay. Maybe they were doing a dry run. Well, the mega bus is the is the is the low low budget bus that goes from downtown LA to Vegas. Or yeah, so to I San Francisco. Never that's mind. why I wasn't sure if oh maybe they're doing something or whatever. But there's nobody in the bus really. I kind of looked. It was a it was you know maybe tinted was windows. <laughs> Just going to Disney. I got to get an Earl sandwich. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it was taking <laughs> off the exit for Disney Way. So maybe that's a sign of things to come. I don't know. Huh? Or maybe it was just a random guy driving. Down across Disney Way, to like pick up something. I don't know, but okay. File this under. Sometimes you don't always find all the little corners of Disneyland. 
Uh, Tony, you may know this, the answer to this. How long has the little boats been closed around the corner from Rainforest Cafe? Oh my gosh. They're closed? I, I didn't They've even been that. that. You're right, because I always walk in that way. I kind of right. forgot that I'm they asking. were there. As long as it's got to have been at least a year, if not more than that. Well, okay. But there was a time when then they were back up. Right. It's almost like this random, oh, it's open, it's not open. I've forgotten all about them. And I normally will, whenever I'm doing something for you or whatever, I'll just park in downtown Disney, run in, and come right back. Right. And I was there recently at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen because my dad went in gumbo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I that restaurant. Yeah, it was good. And uh, I don't remember seeing them. So I can't remember the last time I saw them. Okay. Okay. So it has been a while. I yes. just didn't notice it. And you walk, you know, you hurry through that area and it's like, finally one day I'm like, hey, wait, there used to be something there. I, do, do they just open it when it's busy? The, 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 the steering wheels are gone. Oh, okay. The boats are gone. But could you put the steering wheels back? I, I don't know. They were kind of mounted into the floor. Okay. So I think it's gone for good. But fortunately, that Disney Visa stand is still there. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget about, let's move on, the Arizona meet coming to Phoenix, October 24th through the 26th. We will have details in our show notes page, but you can now sign up for that meet. And we will, I think the whole team plans on being there. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, not yeah. just yeah. Frozen oh, custard. Yeah. What a burger. <laughs> I mean oh, the dis Tony, the Disney yes. culinary tour. Oh, I mean, I mean, meeting everyone and seeing them and yeah, and getting to get closer to the listeners and have a butter burger. I mean, yeah, yeah, that that. <laughs> also, don't forget about our couple of special cruises that are coming up. We have Podcast Cruise 5.0 on the Disney Magic coming up November 30th of 2014. And we have our Royal Caribbean Alaska cruise with the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel. That's coming up June 12th of 2015. That's a seven-night cruise on the Jewel of the Seas Yay. out of Seattle. So if you want to go to Alaska with us and Dreams Unlimited Travel, do be, be sure to check that out. We'll have links to both of those in our show notes page. Another fun Dizzers. Not only us, I think my mom and stepdad are coming with me. Awesome. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. That's great. So they're excited about, they've never done the Alaskan cruise. I'm like, yeah, come on. I I'm got to talk my mom into coming with her new boyfriend. But... Oh. Well, you know, I think Dreams is really, they have a, a, in addition, there's a special going on now. So if people, you know, you've been talking about this for a while, Tom, mm-hmm. if people are, are on the fence about this, yeah, I recommend I booking now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you can, you know, um, there, there's a, you do have to put a deposit down, but if you do t- decide not to go within a reasonable amount of time, you get your money back. Yeah. Having said that, there's a special going on where the second person gets in at half price. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen... Um, with I think Tracy, that's gone been, by the time this is posted. I think it's June 30th. It was a June, I thought it was July 12, July 15th. So. Oh, okay. Forget what I said. Never mind. That's okay. I mean, we... we I we, thought it was June 30th, but I, I will check. There might be a special that's going on where you can get the second person for half off, but there might not be that special. Regardless, Dreams Unlimited Travel does give us all, um, uh, what do you call those, onboard credit when mm-hmm. we book through them. And 
I'm not going to say anymore because there's okay, things no, that they're um, planning and they can't. Okay, the confusion lies in the fact that the the 2014 cruises also have the same special. The special for the 2014 cruises ends July 30th. For the 2015 and 16 cruises, the special is good through July 15th. So go ahead and take take advantage of it because this yep. is really a wonderful opportunity to um, visit Alaska. It sails from Seattle. I think Tom may have said that mm-hmm. already. Um, so we have some fun ports to, to go visit. And for those like of you said, that aren't mobile, mobile, uh, <laughs> it's what's great about the – I've done an Alaskan cruise a while ago. And what I'm excited about for my parents coming is that they can – you still can see everything just from your your deck chair. Right. And it's mm-hmm. so awe-inspiring. Or if you want to be active and get out there and go sled go with sled dogs, you can do that. But if you're not – and I know, Tom, you know this. You've been on the cruise. Mm-hmm. But if you're not active, that is not a reason not to go. Um, it's actually, I think it's almost a better, like, it's a perfect cruise to go if you're not active. Now, I know uh, I've, I've only been on the Disney, the two, uh, two Disney Alaska cruises, but if if it's anything like those, you travel so close to Alaska, the, to, so close to land when you're, when you're traveling up there and back, then, you know, the, the view is just awesome, you know, well, during and- the cruise. I'm assuming because when I went on what did it, uh, Holland America, wow, wow, a long time ago, it they had a park ranger on mm-hmm. deck one of the days, right? Oh, you know what? Oh, this Alaska is a does that, or, uh, Disney does it, so too, they must so. all do it. You know what was exciting? Mm-hmm. I was in um, my mother and stepfather live in the farthest northwestern corner of Washington State, and we actually Andrew and I went to the farthest northwestern point, did a little hike, and you're right there, but. When we were up that way, we're driving by, you know, the the ocean, sea, I don't know, whatever, water, mm-hmm. and saw two cruise ships right next to each other, like following each other back because it was Saturday. It was the day before. They were all headed back to Seattle. Right, right. It, was, it was cool to see these so two cruise ships. So we're your mom. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Just so you know, it's a long drive to Seattle. It's another three mm-hmm. hours. but We're talking about doing the train. We're looking into that. That would be That's exciting. We've done that before. Yeah. Since it's out of Seattle, out, out of um, when it was in Vancouver, it's, it was a little harder because you had to take a bus the last portion of it because of the times. Mm-hmm. But it might be good for to Seattle. We're going to check into the pricing on that. It's just relaxing. I've always wanted to do that. It's just the price. Yeah, I've always wanted to do the sleeper car with Andrew. Oh, yeah, just no, to no, no, do it. Car. That would be. Um, and I think it was. I think it was like a twenty-four hour trip. 21 hour trip or something like that so you we got you got on the train at like eight o'clock at night and then you're in uh seattle by like 6 p.m the next day i've done that before i always not, wanted to not do here that. in the states it was pretty cool i wish trains were cheaper right yeah like and it doesn't have to be a lot cheaper but every time i've looked at oh this looks like fun are you kidding me and i start pricing disney world in my head or Vegas in my, I'm like, really? I could right. do this and this, but I've always, I just, the romanticism of that and getting fed, obviously that's a focus of mine with the uh, Arizona meat and everything, getting fed on the train, but I just would, I'd love to do that. But I, I every time I look, I say, you know what? I can't just be, can't. justify it. Like I thought of going up to Seattle to see my mother and stepfather that way, but then that's the vacation. 
you're yeah. sp- the entire vacation is that journey. But especially for kids. Well, sorry, I'm having this this know. internal monologue on a podcast right now. <laughs> but have I have you ever done that, Michael? You're up in Northern California. I've taken a train from like New Mexico uh, up to here, but it, and it, it did not go well. Okay. <laughs> we killed someone somewhere in Nevada. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Yeah, we ran over somebody as the bars were so, letting. So out. you have a record? Oh, not you. <laughs> the, train the train ran over them. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. And I was with a group. You know, we were coming back from Philmont Scout re- Reservation, so I had a whole bunch of Boy Scouts with me. Did you get a separate badge for that? <laughs> yeah, really. Jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah, railroad investigator. Tony. And then, um, and then, so, and then, so we were delayed for a little while. And then when we we finally, then we were coming up the coast on our, on the other train, the, um, uh, we, we had a problem and we lost power. We we didn't have bathrooms. We didn't have food. We didn't have air. It was just horrible. Okay. I guess I'm flying. (laughs) I've not been on a train since, (laughs) except the one that goes around Disneyland. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> oh man on that note any other housekeeping just really quickly last year i did a rapid fire or excuse me i did a segment on the sawdust festival that's in orange county and it's coming up again and it's at laguna beach i highly highly recommend going to the sawdust festival that's where local artists um sell all kinds of art whether it be jewelry paintings etc and they also have pageant of the masters there where um, people dress up as famous paintings and they, they do a still of the painting and the audience watches it and they have those shows in the evenings. I hope we can try to link that show so you can uh-huh. hear a little bit about this event. It's going on right now and it will end August 31st. So you have all summer to go to it and it's open Fridays through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael. Okay, well, our Disney entomologists out there will be pleased mm-hmm. to know that the Maleficent <laughs> 3D preview has left the Bugs Life Theater, <laughs> and Flick and Friends are back and mm-hmm. entertaining all of us. Yeah. Also, Peter Pan's flight is scheduled to go down for refurbishment from July 21st through the 24th. And, you know, it doesn't sound like that's enough time to, you know, do the refurbishment that's rumored to be happening to all the Fantasyland attractions, supposedly for the 60th, where they're going to be getting, you know, new audio animatronic features. So uh, so I don't know what this refurbishment is about. Seems odd it's right in the middle of summer, but... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but it's only for three days. It's very weird. It is. Um, Well, somebody has said that it's the... It looks like they need to um, fix some of the lighting inside that attraction that has been pretty dark. And I think it's the part where you go over London. So uh, you know, they're I have going to be addressing that. Yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I updated the, the rehabs. Well, I update them once or twice a week. Um, there's a couple other short rehabs like that in September for different um, different attractions. Like Mickey's house is closed for one day. Indiana Jones is closed for like four days. Sailing Ship Columbia is closed for four days. Uh, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spins closed for four days. Jungle Cruise is closed for like three days. 
So it is, it's, you know, kind of, kind of weird that they're doing things like that. So I'm not sure. Oh, it's California screaming for three days in September. Hmm. So it's just kind of, kind of weird what, what they're doing there. But keep an eye on that. Well, I'll put a link in the show notes to the to a refurbishment page because that's constantly updated. So any other housekeeping? Don't forget to, if you want to contact us, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And again, our show notes page that we talk about, that is at disunplugged.com. You can find links to anything we talk about, plus links to any of our shows. Uh, if there is nothing else in housekeeping, we can head over to Tony with the news. Tucked behind Disneyland's railroad tracks, employees care for 33 animals that work at the park, greeting children at the petting zoo, towing vehicles on Main Street USA, and appearing at after-hours weddings. I was going to make a Nancy. uh, (laughs) I was thinking. We're all thinking. (laughs) (laughs) The stalls are cleaned every hour. The straw bedding and food is bundled in plastic, and employees eat their lunches and take bathroom breaks here. Circle D Corral, which is backstage and out of public view, could produce a lot of trash. But it only has one kitchen-sized garbage can. Over the past five or so years, Circle D Corral employees have adopted a zero-waste policy at the facility that stretches 21 and a half acres. Oh, two and a half. I know how to read mixed numbers. I tell you there's a typo. Stretches, <laughs> let's, let's stretch as many acres just beyond the Big Thunder Ranch area. Their efforts are led by Andrea Rainey, a stable attendant, lead who lives in your Belinda and took it upon herself to spearhead the practice to know it's going somewhere positive. It's a big thing said rainy as she cleaned out the stall for a white Shire horse, Reggie, the Walt Disney company has re- has ramped up environmental efforts since 2008. When Bob Iger, Disney's chief executive announced a long-term goal to produce zero waste. Rainey looked around her workplace to suggest changes. I think we have a culture of doing the right thing at Disney. Rainey said, it's easy to get that excitement going. At the time, Circle D had a 30-cubic-yard trash bin that collected virtually all of the waste. A single bottle and can recycling bin was in the break room. Today, it's the opposite. A 30-yard compost... How do you say it? Compost. Compost. Thank you. I'm very urban, so thank you. (laughs) Bin sits where the... I know how to read, but I don't know where to put the emphasis. Emphasis. Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) Bin sits where the trash bin was. The composting bin is filled weekly with the material sold to an offsite business where it is taken and sold again. Disney does m- not make a profit on this. Circle D even takes compost. Now I've got to see it all the time. Composting. Compost. Ma- compost. Com- see, okay, you see, you're understanding my dilemma. Composting, right? No, I'm putting the emphasis on the post instead of the com. Takes these materials from other locations within the Disneyland Resort. Employees from Starbucks and Disney California Adventure bring over buckets of coffee grounds. A tall cart with 15 boxes of dryer lint, a week's worth from hotels, is rolled over. Wow, this is like serious. How do you know that that works? Like, how would you know to even do that? Dryer lint? It's all on the internet. Okay. A large trash bin for soft plastic recycling takes one of the biggest commodities, the plastic wrapping for animal bedding. It's emptied every four to seven days. Rainey also wanted to make sure that employees weren't throwing away too much of their own garbage. Brown paper towels are composted. The break room has recycling bins for cans, soft and hard plastics, and paper. That single trash can is in a cabinet behind a composting can. This word is in every paragraph. Can (laughs) with a warning sign on neon yellow paper. Stop. Zero waste goal. On a recent morning, only a Fritos chips bag and a granola bar wrapper were inside. Rainey even took away her boss's office trash can wow 
You have to make the right thing easy, Rainey said. Andrew is very passionate, said Circle D's manager. She took over the whole project. Circle D is used as an example of what to do right with employees from other locations coming over to learn. So that's very cool. Yeah. And so listening to some of the stuff that they have, this is how much recycling in an average year throughout the two parks, three hotels and in downtown Disney, 45 over 45,000 pounds or 1.5 million cans of aluminum are recycled soft plastics, nearly 200,000 pounds plastic bottles, 18 million plastic bottles or a little over 500,000 pounds. Paper, 81 million sheets or a little over 800,000 pounds. Landscaping waste, 4.4 million pounds. Food scraps, 5 million pounds. Cardboard, 6.1 million pounds pounds, or 12 million (laughs) cardboard boxes. Wow. So, but that means obviously it's going to eventually, this, you saw how it started there. And if that was his goal, that eventually they're going to do more and more stuff there. And somehow raise the the rate for us to come in because they're doing it for some reason. Sorry, I didn't mean to be bitter. Okay, Tom. Yeah. You stayed at the Fairfield Inn in Anaheim, correct? I did. You did well. The Fairfield Inn in Anaheim has been honored with TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence. Wow. Excellence. Okay. Yeah. What did you think? Were did you give it a Tom certificate of excellence? Um, if I remember correctly, it was overpriced. You had to pay for parking. You didn't get breakfast. Okay, they were praised. And you didn't for, think the pool was that big? Yeah. Right. Big. They were praised for helpful staff, clean rooms, and a large pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, I guess that's a pretty easy certificate of excellence. The staff should be helpful. The room should be clean, and the pool well. Anyways, the hotel near Disneyland in Anaheim has received a 2014 Certificate of Excellence from TripAdvisor for maintaining an overall rating of four or higher on a scale of five as ranked by travelers. The number of reviews received in the last 12 months also played a factor in presenting the award now in its fourth year. TripAdvisor sees more than 50 million unique monthly visitors and sports more than 60 million reviews and opinions on businesses related to the tourism industry. Taking into account outstanding customer reviews and other information, TripAdvisor selects Excellence winners using a proprietary algorithm to determine the top businesses worldwide. (laughs) Guests praise the Anaheim Hotel for its, in quotes, helpful and nice front desk staff, immaculately clean and quiet rooms, great pool, and excellent valet. Another TripAdvisor contributor, wow, they're actually quoting one specific person, Lut5556 from New York commented, that the location cannot be better being just a few blocks from Disneyland. That part's true. We were so tired of paying such a crazy amount for hotels near the theme park, wrote one contributor, but we found the Fairfield Marriott on TripAdvisor and booked our stay there, this time based on reviews. I so wish we had known about this place years ago. The Fairfield Inn boasts an on-site Pizza Hut Express and Seattle's Best Coffee for convenient breakfast, lunch, Mm -hmm. and dinner options. Okay, I have a question for you guys about online reviews because this kind of re- brings up – if obviously, Tom, you don't think it deserves a certificate of excellence and they have a special algorithm, do yes. you trust this award? Not necessarily. I mean, TripAdvisor is all about they're, – they're, they're not sending experts out. They're sending they're, – they're just going by what guests are saying and – you, and don't do they, get a, you, you don't get a true cross-section when you're talking about online reviews. 
Well, that was my question. I'm trying to bring it up to like a bigger idea, especially with like Disney stuff and and hotels. You you get. Do you trust the, you, online reviews? You get the people who are really fans of the hotel and the people who really hated the hotel. You don't get the middle of the road people usually doing reviews, do you? That's my yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I don't pay much attention to TripAdvisor. I know there's some people that just love to go on and they write constantly because they then post it on Facebook. But um, yeah, I I tend to agree with Tom. I think most people will post if they have a strong emotion one way or the other. I tend mm. to post. I do um, post reviews on TripAdvisor and OpenTable and Yelp um, when I think that some place is worth mentioning so that people know um, what it's like or I, I try to put pictures and try to help people because I do read those reviews for myself whenever I go someplace that I've never been before that's the first thing I do I go to TripAdvisor and I read I don't I take it kind of with a grain of salt especially if there's too many positives you know I, I look for the negatives also but I always go to TripAdvisor to to kind of see the what are the more popular places to stay at, especially hotels. So, having said that, though, I don't know that I would let this let this um, award influence me. I'd be looking at the other reviews. I'm just always skeptical of awards that are related to organizations or businesses. Yeah, like that same I, thing. Remember the Anaheim Hills. Mm-hmm group that like i don't know when because TripAdvisor makes money off of clicks i'm assuming to when you book rooms right they gotta make what are they making their money off of yeah ad, well, ad, they're advertising their ads so i just like if they're getting enough click throughs or whatever you call it is that i don't know i just always question yeah. if it wasn't like yelp i try because it's yelp like that's the whole point was we do reviews i don't know i just get i get nervous you're just, that's more. I don't mean to, like I said, have a Dr. Phil moment, but I don't know if I trust awards that are given by. I don't, everybody's in bed with each other, and I don't trust it at all. <laughs> and I just feel like there's some kind of cahoots going on here. What if it was AAA? I would trust that. Okay. They have a better. Yeah, Reputation. I would trust AAA, and if and if the hotel didn't live up to AAA's rating, I would let them know. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my question: Why do you have to give an award if you're already TripAdvisor and the reviews are there? Wouldn't it be here's who got the best reviews? Like I don't know, and also based on what you said about it, I trust you but, more but, than but then these they people. But the, but then they couldn't issue a press release. I know. <laughs> Well, in the then press they, release, did they did they say to listen to the Diz Unplugged Disney? Yeah, they should have. Tones? They should have. Yeah, I know. For the for an honest review, I'll, I'll make sure I put a link biased. in the show notes page. <laughs> From now on, Tom, I think all of our reviews, we need to have a press release. <laughs> yes, and then we can read our own review as the news. There you go. <laughs> Tom Bell of the Disneyland <laughs> Diz Unplugged podcast. Michael Bowling of the Diz Unplugged podcast recently. Okay. Visited the Disney Family Museum. Exactly. <laughs> this would be so much easier because then we could write our own, like, just write our own news about our own stuff. I like this idea. Yeah. Okay, that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, we've been t- we talked a little about 
um, Disneyland's anniversary coming up on July 17th. And the Disney Anna Fan Club is celebrating not only Disney's anniversary, but their own anniversary. They will be having Disney Mania and the 30th anniversary celebration of the Disney Anna Fan Club on July 15th through the 23rd. This is actually a really cool event, uh, especially if you're a bit intimidated by like the size of the D23 Expo. This is something that's much more manageable and you can sort of get up close and personal with a lot of, um, you know, Disney Imagineers and, and folks who worked with Walt and all of that and not combat the huge crowds. Uh, this is taking place at the Wyndham Anaheim Garden Grove. Did you know that, that the Crown Plaza Resort Garden Grove Anaheim changed its name and it's now the Wyndham Anaheim Garden Grove? No. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We reported it on our podcast. Did we? Weeks ago, yeah. Oh, shows you oh, where I, I am. Oh, I knew about that then. That must have been the show I wasn't on. Anyway. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> anyway, it's the main location for most of the events during the Disney Mania and 30th Anniversary Kickoff Celebration Week. Um, they are going to be holding their annual Disney Mania 2014 convention with their famous room hopping. <laughs> um, pins, buttons, wow. and Final Nations trading night. Yeah, what happens in Disney Mania stays mm-hmm. in Disney Mania. Um, their board of directors meeting, hospitality suite, and the Disneyana collectible no, no, expo. Like Disneyana. Yeah, I I know that what it is is a um collectors will put out all of their their. <laughs> of course they will. <laughs> I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> they display their collections and pins and whatever else in, in their rooms, and then people just go from room to room okay. looking at it. But I think your Thank event you is much more intriguing. Um, on Thursday, July 17th, there will be a luncheon celebration from 11 to 2 at the Magic Kingdom Ballroom Sleeping Beauty Pavilion of the Disneyland Hotel at the Disneyland Resort. Special guests will include some of the original Musketeers, Bobby Burgess, Cubby O'Brien, Doreen Tracy, Karen Pendleton, Paul Peterson, who was also on oh. the Donna Reed show, um, Sharon Baird, Sherry Alberoni, Tommy Cole, and, and also some other uh, Disney uh, personalities, including Beverly Washburn. You might remember her from Old Yeller. Darby Hinton from Daniel Boone. Dr. Jean Russell. I think she played Margaret in Dennis the Menace, that old TV show. And Tim Constantine and David Stollery from the Spin and Marty serial on the Mickey Mouse Club. That's a nice group. Yeah, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Um, attendees can obtain a special hotel room rate at the Wyndham, formerly Crown Plaza Resort, as we reported a couple weeks ago, starting at $139 per night per room, plus room tax and resort fees. And, um, we, and that, rate is good july 15th through the 23rd so anyway we will have a link um to this special offer and also to the disney mania 2014 website in our show notes so if you're going to be around for the disneyland's um 59th anniversary you might want to check out the um, disney anna fan club anniversary celebration Um, it'll be a lot of fun very cool thank you michael uh mary joe I'm really looking forward to this next one. Over in California Adventure in um, the Golden, Wine, Golden Vine Winery, they have this uh, alfresco tasting terrace out there. And they're going to be 
um, serving a wine menu over there. And there's 40 seats. You don't need reservations. So you could just go over there. And they're going to be serving all of... It's the only place that they have all of the... We call it the Disney family of wines. And it's a collection that comes from um, famous people or wineries that have some kind of connection to Disney. And they're going to be including... Fess Parker Winery, the McMurray Ranch, which I didn't even know that Fred McMurray had wines. Yeah. Silverado Vineyards, the Lasseter Family Winery that Michael has talked about. The Gogi Wines, owned by actor Kurt Russell that I talked about. The Frank Family Vineyards, the Chapelet Winery, and Skywalker Vineyards. You can order red, white, or rosé by the glass or bottle, or you can try a featured flight to go with one of um, their different small plates they have frito misto on the menu a crisp stack of calamari mussels green beans and artichokes with pepperoni aioli for dipping and they have new um items on the menu also including the aged cheddar risotto bites with roasted garlic herb aioli and marinara or bruschetta classically topped with fresh tomatoes that's always so good um it's topped with fresh tomatoes basil garlic and parmesan they have the charcuterie and cheese board for um, sharing and featuring the gorgonzola blue cheese, fontina, prosciutto de parma, Spanish-style chorizo, French olives, marinated mushrooms, walnuts, and dry-cured black beldy olives. They also have grilled shrimp, which also has Spanish chorizo. And there's a filling trio of beef tenderloin sliders with horseradish and caramelized onion aioli and an offering of fancy roasted duck relates, similar to pate. And that's served with crostini, orange marmalade, and buttery Castelvetrano olives. So this is, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, it's going to be, you can sit back and you have a view, because it's kind of elevated, so you can see Ornament Valley inside Carsland, especially in the evening. So something very California to experience at the, um, the Golden Vine Winery. Very cool. I'm, I'm glad to see, because they've got... With the restaurant, and they've got the the wine bar on the one side. They've got the beer beer bar on the other side. And now upstairs, they've got this. So it's very cool. Oh, I'm so glad that they're bringing this back. Yeah. Um, speaking of wine, I will go next. <laughs> um, this is a, a quick one, but an important one. The Napa Rose will be closing August second for a approximate eight week rehab. Wow. Um, there will be no significant changes to the to the appearance of the restaurant or the guest experience, but they will be upgrading the kitchen layout and the equipment. So August 2nd through, so most of August and September, uh, Napa Rose at the Grand Californian Hotel will be closed. We'll keep you updated when a opening date appears for that. So that's kind of surprising that that's going to be closed for a while. So, uh, Tony. Downtown Anaheim's Anaheim Packing District mm -hmm. is now officially open. And when I did my review on Umami, I had a hard time finding parking because of it. So it's wow. obviously popular. There's tons of merchants in there. And it seems to be, um, I'm not, we're going to, I think Tom and I, we're going to go hang out there and do wait, a review. Wait, 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 hold. What do you mean? You and Tom? I want to go too. No. It doesn't have to be only There's men only that go. It's only mm -hmm. Tom and I. Do you know how hard it is yeah. to break into our clique? <laughs> <laughs> wait, will you buy us a beer? Wait I'll a sec, but wait. It. Now, Isn't wait, okay, here's it. the deal. If you, you let us go, 
if you let us go to the if you if we let you go to the packing district thing, then you definitely have to let us stay at the the night that you're oh, staying the at the Hilton suite. Anaheim. Oh my god! Presidential suite. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, we'll we'll have to get back to you on that. Okay, well. (laughs) Okay, so what I've noticed, because I don't want to do a whole review right now, obviously, because we can't, but a lot of the restaurants that are located seem to be very uh, geared towards that farm-to-table kind of food or organic. So there's tons of places in there. Not all of them, but there's a a butcher with meat, obviously. That's what a butcher does. But um, it seems to be um, like, you know, farm... uh, grass-fed beef and all that kind of stuff there's an indian restaurant han's homemade ice cream a play a um a juicing place like with the you know the whole kale and the whole eating clean thing there's some comfort a place called comfort food reinvented which looked like kind of a nouveau version of comfort food another healthy food place a vietnamese restaurant local beer and waffles that sounds amazing. Called the Iron Press. Beer and, and coffee. waffles? I don't think they go together, but I like them both, <laughs> so why not put them together? Sure. Uh, a, a stone pizzeria. And then I'm really excited to try. See, I think this is where all the reviews are going to have to be. Remember, only 2.3 miles away. A Vietnamese cafe. I'm probably missing a few. And then this one actually really excited me. Georgia's restaurant, Soul Food. Oh, and the picture has collard greens, fried chicken, and mac and cheese. Nice. So I think they we're going to have some. really good. Now, what I want to see is how the packing, is it, are these food court, which is, that's what I'm thinking they are yeah, like. that's it, what it is, yeah. So I can't wait to give it a shot. And yeah. and when Mary, Mary Jo, you're, and Michael, you're welcome. Every, everybody's welcome when we Yay. decide to do this. <laughs> Well, and you know, and there is that Disney connection. Kevin Kidney and, and um, Jody Daly have been doing some artwork and they've been involved because they're very into um, events in Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. And they're also been involved in this endeavor. So what's kind of cool about the area is that you can see that it was old downtown. Like this is obviously where they packed things. I was trying to explain to Andrew what a uh, the packing... What, what they did, they probably packed oranges, obviously. But the train tracks are right there, too. It's uh-huh. kind of exciting. So, yeah. so it's a field trip. It's educational. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, he so can have go. his first beer and waffle. Yes. <laughs> well, that makes it like an even. Beer <laughs> is not really kid-friendly. Waffle is about as kid-friendly as you can get, so you put them together. Well, he's 13 now. I think it's time. <laughs> oh, jeez. I know. I'm joking. That's Please Tony don't send any emails. Time. I didn't say what it was time for. Oh, okay. Cool. I just said it was time. All right. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Again, we will get out there soon. All right. That will do it for rapid fire time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week's thread comes from Lorelei's mommy with the thread Lesser Known or Non Publicized Entertainment at Disneyland. And she's been with the Diz since 2010 and she lives where it's cold. And she puts, <laughs> that's what she has. <laughs> she puts, someone suggested in another thread. And another thread, starting a thread with all the information. That sounds that's confusing to me. Someone suggested in another thread, starting a thread with all of the information about the lesser known or non-publicized entertainment at Disneyland. Oh, I get what she's saying. Someone suggested that somebody start 
a thread with all the information. So that's what she's doing. So she says she'd like information on some of the lesser known entertainment at Disneyland or California Adventure. And so she's asking about the entrance show, castle show, firehouse show, Alice musical chairs, and Mary Poppins. So she's asking for this kind of information. And so different Dizzers are putting in what they know about those shows. But I wanted to use a thread to go around California and ask you guys, what's your favorite non-scheduled entertainment show at either Disneyland or California Adventure? And if you want to do one at each park, that's fine. Or if you just have one favorite that you have either stumbled across, especially after you've gone to the Anaheim Winery or, or brewery, or one that you knew happens and you just enjoy watching it time and again. Anybody can speak up. Uh, flag retreat. Flag retreat. That's scheduled though. So uh, come on. Not fun. Yeah, for me, hard. <laughs> no cheating. For me, a lot of times they will have um, ja- the jazz bands out in New Orleans Square. And I, oh. I would enjoy that. Years ago, remember they had that, who's that gentleman who oh, he right. used to play guitar in the Ernie. Court of Angels? Yeah, Ernie? and he passed away. Yeah. Uh, he was Ooh. great because you never knew when he was going to be there. Although he seemed to be there every day. But um, I would go in there and just listen to him. But yeah, I would, I, I like to hang out on, yeah, New Orleans Square and just, you know, sooner or later, there's going to be a jazz band. You know, and they're such good musicians. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tom? Um, most everything's scheduled. Uh, well, I, I, not. I, I mean, like if catching, you get the, I like catching the the Main Street Main Street Band or the Disneyland Band. The the, the, the when they the do page. the shows in front of in front of the castle, or or even the Pearly Band in front of the castle. Those are always good. They're entertaining. What about you, Tony? I'm with Tom on the fact that they're kind of all scheduled, but um, I got to go with Michael and the anytime the the jazz guys are playing, those are those are my favorite. Live music always makes me happy. Yeah, they these when I say uns, unscheduled, I put you know the ones that don't have when you get the itinerary, the, the park hours, and the shows well, and stuff. What about the? They'll mention them, but they don't tell you at ten o'clock. You're right. What about the? Or, um, and I don't know if this counts, but whatever. The uh, group that used to play in uh, outside of the Golden Horseshoe Review and do those little skits. Oh, Laughingstock? Are they still around? I think they were the ones that were they, just like, they oh. just, yeah. yeah, they just finished a couple of days ago. Well, I'm still ang- I'm angry about it because that was one <laughs> where I remember Andrew and I went back a couple of times to see them, even though I know they're kind of scheduled. I liked them. And now I'm sad. Well, it's, I remember that they were gone. That's why I asked if they were still around. I, I couldn't remember exactly. But see, if you guys would have had a press release saying that you reported it, then I would have been able to read it and known <laughs> that it happened. But, uh, but I, go with, I go with live music with Michael, always. Okay. Anytime there's a guitar or a bass, I'm happy. Well, and, you know, there's also um, one of the ones that I stumbled upon that I just had so much fun watching was there's a fiddler over in Frontierland. His name is Farley, and he's been with Disneyland for a long time. And one day on his fiddle, he was playing um, the Macarena. Wow. And he was playing another song, and Pocahontas was there barefoot, and she was dancing with kids 
on these different on the different dances and he was playing the songs with his fiddle and she was just out there and it was something spontaneous so i thought that was cool i only saw that one time but another show that i enjoy watching that i first heard about from tom and he used to mention it a lot and finally i watched it was newsies over in uh, on the trolley in california adventure i just love that show there's they're so good and it's so catchy and it's just very uplifting and that's something that they do what a couple of times a day i think along with the five and dying mm-hmm. so um some of the other shows that were that have been mentioned are the um I think they do this daily. The Alice and Mad Hatter musical chairs over in Coke Corner. Oh, that's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. That's that's so much fun to watch. They're We're just so sitting there and crazy. listening to the piano players. Fun to. to oh do. yeah. And and he plays several times a day. And sometimes what I think is really cool is that a guest, especially when it's a young guest, a teenager, or whatever, who just is has a wonderful talent on the piano, he'll let that person play the piano. And they'll go to town, and it's just so fun to see these spontaneous um, entertainment. You also have the firemen at the, the it's not the Dapper Dance, but it's the fireman band that plays in front of the firehouse, and sometimes you'll get Goofy or one of the other critters dancing to that music, and it's just so engaging. Yeah, Firehouse 5 That's, plus 2. They still go by that name. Thank you. Yeah. Firehouse 5 plus 2. Once two. I saw Cruella dancing with them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was, did she have a, like a, a when Chipper Dale's pelt around her shoulders <laughs> while she was doing that or or something? Well, there's there's a lot of um, suggestions on this thread about these spontaneous. Well, it looks spontaneous, but these unscheduled um, entertainment treats for us. You know, Push is another one. He's not there anymore, but there's still some others that we haven't mentioned. So if you have a suggestion that you'd like to include on the thread or if you'd like to just read the thread to find out the different entertainment um, shows that they have throughout the parks go to the thread called lesser known or non-publicized entertainment at disneyland and or check click on the link very cool and you can find that link in our show notes page disunplug.com thank you mary joe uh, thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>